Hi, this is Kristen Bass with encouragement from Kristen's Backyard. If this is your first time here, let me give you a little background on the many hats I wear. I am a Dallas, Texas bred girl living in Atlanta, Georgia, who is a wife and mom, choreographer and artistic director, Arthur, homesteader, founder and life organizer of Traveling Psychology Girl LLC, where we declutter and organize your mind, home, and office. And I am an educator, which is what led me to do this podcast. If you like nature and the Bible, you have come to the right place. Here, I take elements of nature, insects, animals, and apply their behaviors and characteristics to biblical characters and principles. Sit back and enjoy encouragement from Kristen's backyard. When I was growing up, I lived in South Dallas, Texas. And South Dallas was the hood and still is. Um, (laughs) I was literally just there not that long ago. Um, They are doing a lot of changes to the the communities there. But where I grew up, (laughs) it was still very much the hood. Um, But you kind of got, you know, because I was in the hood, (laughs) you kind of got used to being um, dealing with particular types of crime and to a degree being in the hood was really the safest place to be Um, where I was growing up there were no kidnappings not in my area and and there was homicide but I would say a different type of homicide If there was homicide, it was more likely gang-related. Nothing more. The biggest issue that I experienced living in the hood was people stealing stuff off your porch. You could not keep anything on your porch. Plants, I mean, it did not matter. We would have plants taken off our porch. And it would be taken off by crackheads, basically. You know, people that were strung out on crack. And that's pretty much the gist of the part of South Dallas that I lived in. That's pretty much the gist of what it was. Um, I used to walk to school and I would carry rocks in my bag because I had to walk pretty far. I never had to use it. But, you know, you just got used to dealing with, um, you know, certain things. And we did not have a lot of television, you know, like what we have today. We have Netflix and Hulu and just all sorts of things. But at that time, we only had about four or five channels, if that. And so I grew up watching a lot of TV shows with my grandmother, like Johnny Carson. And I think I snuck and watched Benny Hill. 
<laughs> was not supposed to be watching them. And really, I don't even think anyone like even checked to see what we were watching. But that was like one of the shows that I watched. And then I watched I Love Lucy and The Golden Girls and Punky Brewster and TGI Fridays. And so that was the gist of my television watching. And I could only watch those shows when my grandmother allowed me which was only about 30 minutes to an hour a day of tv that i could watch on my own and then anything else i was watching with her so that's where will of fortune and johnny carson and i love lucy came into play so because you know we didn't have electronic devices and all those type of things that we have now when i was not caught up in a good book I was outside and I was outside by myself because, um, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of children on our street because my grandmother, you know, um, everybody pretty much on her street was older. So there really wasn't a lot of kids that was on the street. So I was very lonely as far as I didn't really feel like I had many, many friends to play with. There were a few and I had a best friend who lived down the street, but her mom hardly ever let her come out and play, um, you know, and so I spent a lot of time alone and it was in that alone time that I really became a big nerd and I am still a big, huge nerd today. And I want to talk about sort of what that looks like, <laughs> what that looked like growing up, what it looked like after I had children and what it looks like now. Because one of the biggest things that I've had to do throughout my life is really love and accept who I am. And I realized that who I am, a lot of at least people who look like me are not. But I think that people are intrigued. So like anybody else, I was really big into nature because I was outside by myself. And so I would like I would watch my grandmother plant flowers and I was really interested in plants and how they turn green and in the fall, how they change colors and I was even interested in the soil, like how dirt could be brown in one area and how it could be black in another area. And so because that was, you know, there was really nothing much to do, outdoors was the biggest thing. And if you grew up in my time, you're probably familiar with you better be home before the streetlights come on because that's how it was. And so I didn't wander off far, but I was always discovering things and looking at insects and um, caterpillars were my favorite bug and roly polies to look at. I've done a podcast on those different things. And so I was really, really interested in the birds and um, we would get sparrows would lay nest, you know, they would build nest in our tree that we had in our yard and then at for at one point i had an aunt who lived across the street and um the sparrows would put nests in her trees and oftentimes a bird or two would fall out of the nest and so um there were a few times that we got the birds and we tried our best to take care of them like but we didn't know what we were doing and the birds died 
<laughs> so, so I don't advise you if you see a bird fall out of a nest. So I strongly advise you not to pick it up. But this is what we did when I was growing up. And so, and I think the sparrow is actually the only bird that's not protected um, by your local government or whatnot. And so, but of course, during that time, you know, we don't know anything like that. We just see a bird and we want to protect it and take care of it and nurture it, even though we don't know what the heck we're doing. And so they died. So I think the longest the birds ever lived was two days, but we tried. <laughs> we were feeding it breadcrumbs. And I think about that now and I just crack up because I'm like, uh, yeah, you don't feed a baby bird breadcrumbs. But anyway, those are the type of things that I did. And then like any child, I was really interested in outer space. I was interested in the stars and the moon and the craters on the moon and the planets and at that time, Pluto was considered a planet, and I was just really, really, really interested in those type of things. And then I was fascinated, fascinated with dinosaurs and fossils. And so when I had my children, I strongly, <laughs> I mean, I was just like, I, I would teach them about outer space all the time and dinosaurs all the time in nature. Um, but I was really big on um, everything space. And it was even to the point where I would go to Hobby Lobby and I would purchase all of the glow in the dark stars and the moon and the sun and the planets and I would put it on their ceiling. And then we were very much so into dinosaurs. So we had all of the dinosaur books. And I was so fascinated by this. But at one point growing up, I never wanted to be an astronaut, but I wanted to be a paleontologist for a long time, for years. I wanted to be a paleontologist. And, you know, a paleontologist is the people that go out and, you know, dig up the dinosaur bones. And that's what I wanted to do. And then when Jurassic Park came out, oh my gosh, <laughs> I mean, I'm on the front row because this is the movie, the best movie of all time. And there are dinosaurs and to this day, I am still hooked on the whole trilogy of Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. And so much so that my kids were too. And when Jurassic World first came out, we were there at the movies and we made sure that we went to the movie theater where we had reclining seats and we could order food and have service <laughs> because we knew that movie was going to be good and we wanted it to be the best experience and it's one of the movies that when I think about it now it, it was really it really was the best experience we had food service and of course the seats and we were relaxing and we were watching what was a great great movie okay that I can watch over and over and over again and so saying all of that to say I'm a nerd all of these things have always interested me and so I have grown up and I've always been interested in them but as I got older um, it's I found that there really you know were not a lot of schools that had a track for a paleontology and when I would talk to people it was always like okay well you can be a vet and I didn't want to be a veterinarian um 
I considered it, but I really didn't want to do it. And then I wasn't really good at math. And I thought, oh my gosh, I may have to do a whole bunch of math. So I did not go into that field. But psychology is the field that I went into and the field that I'm still in. And really that the experience that took me to psychology is a whole nother story. But that's the experience that kind of took over everything else throughout the years. But um, I've always had this passion for space and, and dinosaurs and nature, of course, which is why I have this podcast. And the interesting thing about space, we had a telescope. We used to actually go out stargazing and we kept up with the asteroids and meteor showers and anything like that that would, you know, come whatever season it was. We kept up with it when we lived in Oklahoma and we would go out like my husband and I and all the kids. We would leave the house at like midnight going to go chase meteor showers. It was just like the coolest thing. And uh, that was that was how we raised our children. And my daughter <laughs> eventually broke the telescope. So we we never got another one. And it was always our intention to get another one, but we never did. And when we moved to Georgia, even where we are now, the trees here are so tall. It's just almost impossible to see anything in space. So we have not purchased a telescope. We have not stargaze we have binoculars we do use them from time to time but we haven't um, gotten a telescope and so going back to dinosaurs um, you know my children love them but now that they are older my daughter and my oldest son are they're not really that big into space and dinosaurs and how often things happen is that you you grow up and you fantasize about these things and then when you get older you know life just kind of gets in the way and now social media and technology and we kind of get away from those innocent childlike things but for me although I'm not keeping up as much I do from time to time with what planet I can see outside um, I kind of know what, you know, by memory, what planets you can see really good in the fall and things like that. I do from time to time get my binoculars because with your binoculars, you can see the craters on the moon. You don't have to have a telescope. And so from time to time, I will look out if it's a full moon. And I just want to enjoy looking at the same craters over and over again. I'll do that. But I've, I've always still had a passion for dinosaurs. And... I had to really like put in perspective what I felt for me would work in my life, what I would be able to be effective in in ministry and, you know, what field I could really, really enjoy and love and have a passion for. And it give also, you know, provide financial gain for me and my family. And that truly is psychology. I love everything about it. I love um, wanting behavior and understanding people's behavior and why people act the way they do. But I even love animal behavior. I, I even, you know, there's an aspect of that. When I was in undergrad, I was a part of a study. I didn't get to really dive into it because the professor kind of, she left our university um, kind of without really giving us much notice. 
but I was a part of um, a study about bear behavior. I think it was black bears behavior. And I didn't really get to get in it, like I said, but I was I was just so excited just to even be considered to be a part of it. Um, but I really wish that I could have learned more because I mean, it was animal behavior and I, I, that, that's still psychology and I love everything psychology. So what I would prefer to do is teach other people about why people do the things they do, why animals do the things they do. You know, that's, that's, that's what interests me enough to pay the bills and so I've made a career of that however I still have this deep passion for nature space oh my gosh and this big beautiful hawk is like just flew right in front of me and I'm looking right at him and see it's that kind of stuff that people just miss and it's literally right here in my backyard and it's just so amazing okay I really sound like a nerd. Oh, there it goes. You know, it's so beautiful. Oh my gosh. I'm just watching it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's amazing. It's a wonderful life. And so I've had this deep desire still to want to be around dinosaur bones and want to go out and dig for them. And so but when I think about my life now, I don't really want to do it for a job. I think when you have certain jobs for things that you really love, you kind of find that really that thing you love should be a hobby. Um, because it, if you make your hobby, I mean, you love it so much, you don't want it to be work. And if you make your hobby a job, then it's no longer a hobby, right? It's a job. And so psychology, teaching, because I am a teacher. So that kind of stuff, it's a job. And I love it. It's, it's my passion. I love educating people. Okay. However, at the same time, I can accept that this is something that gives me financial gain. It's not a hobby. Teaching is not a hobby to me. Educating people and, and teaching people even about every people's behavior and animal behavior and things like that that is not a hobby for me that's work work that I enjoy but it's work I don't want my adventures in nature to be a job and I don't want my eye for planets and stars to be a job and I definitely don't want the joy that I get from watching any dinosaur really good dinosaur movie to go away because it feels like a job. So with this strong desire, I have been praying because, you know, God, he loves us so much that even the simplest things that we are concerned about, he, he, that matters to him. And so I have been praying for a while, um, you know, God, what could I do? Where could I even go? How can I somehow interact with this passion for dinosaur bones? And so he gave me the answer. I was doing some research and I had been looking at things for a while, but for some reason this thing popped up and there is a museum in Wyoming and 
you can go there and a guide, a paleontologist will take you, you have to do a lot of climbing, but they will take you to where you can dig for dinosaurs. And so I came home and I talked to my husband about it and (laughs) he was all for it. And, you know, (laughs) I, I think I often think about my life and, you know, where it would have been had I made different choices. You know, not like I'm not happy with the choices I've made, but I just sometimes just sit and reminisce about the different choices I've made. And if I've made different choices, how my life would be. And one of the awesome things that that I love about being married to my husband is that he has always allowed me to be me, to be myself and to really grow into the woman that I am today, because we've been married 13 years and I am not the same woman he married. I've been a couple of different women (laughs) since he married me, but he has always allowed me to be unapologetically me nerd and all and he makes fun of me but he genuinely loves the fact that I am who I am and if I was not married to him some of the things that I've been able to do I've been on to a few safaris I don't really consider them real real safaris I I consider safaris in Africa to be real but I've I've been a few places and one of one of the places I've been I got to actually hold a baby kangaroo. And if you go on my Instagram page, um, Encouragement from Kristen, I believe I have that picture on there. So you have to scroll all the way down. It's pretty far down, but I have a picture with a baby kangaroo. And it's that kind of thing that that he's allowed me to just be who I am. And and if I had married someone else, I don't know that I would have really authentically have been able to be me. And I just I'm just really grateful and thankful for for that. Because I'm I'm just not there's not a lot of people out there that's like me and and, you know, I'm black <laughs> and I don't even know that there is a lot of African-Americans that that I mean, I don't personally know any that are as nerdy as I am. That's into dinosaurs and nature and and safaris and <laughs> and space and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. But I know people are intrigued, but there's not there is there's not another Kristen. And so I've been able to really be myself and I'm grateful for that. And so also, if I had have become a paleontologist, I probably wouldn't have met my husband, probably wouldn't have had my children. (laughs) And I probably would be somewhere out on a mountain secluded from people. I I don't know. (laughs) I think about that too. But because... I found this museum we are now going to plan a trip to go and I'm gonna tell you my oldest two they are not interested (laughs) it is all gone everything that I invested in them is now gone (laughs) no they are who they are and they are wonderful children but they are not nerds 
However, my youngest son is, and I'm so happy. I'm so proud to have one scientist in the house other than myself. And so he is ecstatic about, God, I hope I said the word right, but he is just, just insane. He's just so happy that we're going on this trip. And so when we take the trip, um, my older two kids, they're like, well, we're going to stay in the hotel and order food. <laughs> and then when you come back, we'll all go out somewhere else, like out to eat. And then my husband's like, he's going to go just so he can make fun of me, but <laughs> in a good way, in a good way. But, um, he was absolutely for it. He was like, yes, uh, yeah, you can. And, and I actually told him, I was like, you don't have to go me and, you know, my youngest son will go. Samson and so he was like oh no I'm going (laughs) so he really has just allowed me to be able to the things that I've been able to do I don't know that another husband would have allowed me to do it and he's really given me the freedom to just do whatever and be who I want to be and go where I want to go and so we are going my youngest son and I to dig for dinosaur bones and I'm so excited because this has been a lifelong dream to to for me to be able to do this and so but that that's not a conversation that you just have with people you know like people are talking about other things like going to the mall or going out to eat or be even being an entrepreneur and I am a business owner but Nobody's talking about going to dig up some bones. <laughs> and my the, the crazy part is, is my daughter actually was like, I, I would actually go if we wouldn't be out in the heat. And I'm like, uh, yeah, 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 you're probably going to be out in the heat and you're going to be in some dirt. And I can tell you now, my oldest son is not going anywhere near dirt. He doesn't even like nature like that because he don't like bugs and he don't like stuff crawling on him and he don't like getting bit. So. But I'm just glad that I was able to really drive that into them when they were young. And so maybe it is deep down in their DNA somewhere. And when they have children, um, you know, it'll show up again in them. But when I come back, I want to talk to you a little bit about the spiritual aspect of this. So I will be back right after this message. So being the nerd that I am, I am confident and happy and comfortable in my own skin. And I love who I am. And I, th- I think that I am a phenomenal woman. And I think that there's no other like me. And it's so funny because um, when I was, I have a friend that I was telling about this Wyoming trip and she was she was laughing at me and she's just like uh yeah that's only one Kristen and that's all we need (laughs) and you know it's it's true though and there might be other people out there that's you know particularly my nationality that are I have not met one I would love to meet them if they're out there and I'm sure they are but just me just who I am everything that embodies Kristen and you have to be confident in yourself you have to know and love who you are and know that you are beautifully and wonderfully made and uniquely made and that it's a wonderful thing and so I was kind of looking online at um I had put in you know that what things that we are created to do 
and just what makes us us. And so I was just kind of Googling some scriptures and I was really kind of surprised all of the scriptures that came up, I guess, for this particular thing that I was looking for. But I want to read a few of them to you just to encourage you to just to be who you are. And so God has given us many gifts, given us all many great gifts. And you just need to operate in your gift, whatever that gift is, and be confident about it. So Romans 12, 6 through 8 says, in his grace, and I apologize, I don't know what version this is, but it's from the Bible. So in his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things. Well, so if God has given you the ability to prosper or to prophesy, I'm sorry, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving give generously if god has given you leadership ability take the responsibility serious and if you have a gift for showing kindness to others do it gladly what a word what a word that blessed me so much to know that it's okay to be who you are first peter 4 10 through 11 says God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring, bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Wow. Whatever gift you have, whatever spiritual gift you have, use it well. Romans 8, 28. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called accordingly to his purpose for them. For God knew his people in advance and he chose them to become like his son so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Ephesians 2 and 10 says, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do all good things he planned for us long ago. And my favorite one, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you. This is the Lord's declaration, plans for your welfare, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. What an awesome word. I could go on and on and on, but I'm not. But I am going to read one of my other favorite scriptures, just one more, and that's Jeremiah 1 and 5. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Listen, there are so many scriptures to back up the spiritual gifts 
of being who you are, natural gifts of being who you are. And as long as you are doing it for him and you are doing it with joy and doing it to give to others, you are on the right track. Oh my God, what a blessing. What a blessing it is to be able to be who you are, who God has called you to be and be completely in love with that. Hmm? What an amazing thing. I tell you, if your gift is to speak, then speak well. If your gift is to teach, then teach well. If your gift is to give, then give well. Sow into another person's life. Be the change. Thank you so much for listening to Encouragement from Kristen's Backyard. And I will be with you next time. Hi, this is Kristen, and thank you so much for listening to Encouragement from Kristen's Backyard. You know, the Bible says in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. You know, maybe after listening to the podcast, if you are not saved, you're thinking, I would love to give my life to Christ. If so, all you have to do is confess your sins to him, ask him to forgive you, and he will, and then say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. And you know what? It is done. You are saved. If you enjoy listening to the podcast and want to follow me on social media, I am at three different places on Instagram. You can follow me at KB Simple Life encouragement from Kristen or my business page traveling psychology girl thank you so much for listening and supporting what I'm doing here god bless you god bless you and I will be with you next time